Hi everyone, welcome back to Cup of Three. My name is Ashley. I'm joined as always by my co-host and friend Mabel, fiance and co-host Agu. Hello guys. Hello. Agu is suddenly having wild microphone problems. We started off strong, Agu hitting his mic. I know, it's going to probably sound all (laughs) annoying in the beginning. Doing well. I just see your your mic just flailing all around. (laughs) You were the one that started this recording. You knew this was all. Hi, welcome. Hi. I'm ho- I like. I'm assuming that first part was all crap, and I might have to cut it all. Out. Everything's yeah. fine. No, you know what? This is this is the, this is the good stuff. Oh, this yeah. is the reality of our recording experience. The candid parts. That's right. This is unfiltered. Ooh, ooh. Cup of three, unfiltered. <laughs> Just what everyone's always wanted. Uh, let's see. So. What? I was trying to do like the song that they do because they like say unfiltered and it's like <laughs> just like that. that was really yeah. good, really good. <laughs> so if this is your first time joining us. Gonna plow through this. Uh, we are a couple of three. We are a podcast okay. covering reality shows and love and relationships. Right now we're covering Married at First Sight season thirteen, and today we'll t- be talking about episode twelve and thirteen. So that is. Is there someone else? And tears, jeers, and twenty-five cent martinis. <laughs> Full spectrum of all the different topics in these two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting near the end of the season, right? Because I think we're coming up on the couples' retreat and obviously decision day, and then the reunion. Um, so it's been it's been a long long season i still feel that way about their whole format that it's just it feels endless honestly yeah (laughs) like very drawn out to this point um i think our perspectives on some of the couples have changed quite a bit like i know for example bao and johnny we felt very great about early on and felt like they had a lot of potential they're really in quite the opposite situation now where it doesn't it feels a little bit unlikely that they're going to stay together Mirlyn Gill started off seeming like it wouldn't go very well, but like here they are actually doing like fairly well compared to the others. So I don't know. I think it's kind of uh, interesting to see how much we flip on that and interesting to see where everybody lands after actually spending time together. Right, right. And even just getting to know the people more as they open up. It's like, oh, okay, this is, it's just going back to the first impression. My first impression of you was so-and-so and now getting to see you in different situations and yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You still have mic issues there, Go. <laughs> Can you hear us? Okay, you... I'm back. Hi. Hello. Yeah, no, no. Uh, you, you made a really great point. I feel like... I, I know I've said this before, but Michaela, Zach, I was rooting for y'all so hard. Like, I... It was... Like, they were my favorite, without a doubt, in the beginning. <laughs> Um, and that has kind of changed, unfortunately. Uh, and like you said, with Gil and Mirla. 25 Cent Margarita. Gil, uh, Mirla is great. I like her. She should be tipsy more often. She's, like, really cool. Wow. <laughs> the bill of alcoholism. Yeah, that was the <laughs> first thought. <best>. Wow. <laughs> yeah, oh I thought it was kind of nice because she just seemed... I feel like sometimes when you're drunk, it just kind of 
uncovers what you're actually like or feeling inside. And so for her to be tipsy and then it's just like really happy and just is really excited about her marriage and having Gil as her partner yeah. is like kind of heartwarming. Yeah. <laughs> just felt, felt like things are going okay. She, right. She's like the, you know, like I have a theory on drunk drunkness where you've got like the angry drunks who are like just want to fight and like all riled up. But then you know, have the other drunks that are like, I love you, man. Like, like they're huggy and like they're super affectionate and they love everyone at the party. And I feel like she's like the, the latter. Like she was so nice and cheerful and like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you're the, you're the like, everyone's my friend drunk. I appreciate that. That's cool. <laughs> that you're my best friend, man. <laughs> You're like, I just met you. <laughs> this guy gets me, man. He just gets me. <laughs> exactly. That's 90% of our conversations. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's all you need to know. It just yeah. felt like she was able to kind of relax a little bit. And so seeing her also like kind of loosen up and be able to talk freely was like, oh, okay. Things are really okay right now, at least. Yeah. That's good. And for as cute as that scene was, it is a little questionable to be drunk talking to therapists being recorded. So, like, I, I, like, that's, I normally would not recommend that, but it was great. It was awesome. I like her. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you yeah. think, because they ended up having their one-on-one after that. I don't know if this is just me, but I felt a little bad that, like, Gil tried to have a serious conversation with her at that point. I'm like, just, just talk about light, fluffy stuff. Like, she's all drunk and giddy like what's the why are you trying to have a real conversation now just have fun with this and talk about puppies i don't know just light stuff um mm-hmm. but what, where was i going with that i don't know i'm off today i'm off i feel like we had a question <laughs> <laughs> well i think that they were able to talk about everything fairly constructively considering that she was drunk for it So, like, they talked about, like, when she's feeling really negative or getting overwhelmed, like, different ways that they can help each other and different ways that she can adjust Mm -hmm. so that she's not affecting other people. And I don't know. I like how direct they are with each other. I think that's one of the things that's kind of helped them be successful and, like, grow some trust because they're not, like, ever bullshitting each other. (laughs) It's, It's like, you're being you know, dramatic right now, or I, I don't like this about this. And uh, there's something to be said for that level of transparency yeah. with somebody that you don't have really trust with yet. Cause ironically it does kind of help build the trust if you keep it up. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we have kind of a, a, a list of different things that we can get through um, things that stood out to us and questions that we have. Um, I think maybe we can start with Jose and Rachel so we had some conversations about them before um, with the lockout situation, with her calling him by another man's name and all of this drama. And they, they seem to have sort of patched it up and to a point where they're, they're now feeling like they're in a good spot. Um, but with their conversations, their individual conversations with the experts, it sounds like for Rachel... She feels like he is the man for her. She she said that like pretty verbatim that like she's very sure about him as being the right person for her, but that his anger does like make her really nervous. And with Jose, he's not really sure how to like help build trust with her because 
you know, obviously that whole situation really affected their dynamic. And so my question for you is, it seems like right now they are on the path to saying yes on decision day, but what do you think it would take for them to say no when that time comes? I think that's an interesting point because right now, yeah, they are at a decent place where they could continue to make this work and they could be saying yes. I think, though, if we have another, I don't want to call it an outburst, but something where all, everything that's been boiling comes to the surface and spills over, if we have another one of those, that could be where they say no, because I worry that something that doesn't need to become extreme will become extreme if you let it stir. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, hey, maybe she kind of took that last time from where she had her notes of saying, these are the reasons maybe we don't work out and I'm concerned about us and I don't think I can be your wife anymore. There's, I think she learned from that and was like, okay, let me regularly talk about some of these things and be able to address them in the moment and maybe like, then you know, build from there. Mm-hmm. I hope that they continue to have those open conversations because they felt like they were being open these last couple episodes and they were trying to face inward towards each other. And so I, I would, I would just hope that they keep that going. But yeah, if it were a little bit of that, let's hold everything and make sure it's okay. and Never talk about it. I think mm-hmm. that's what's going to make them get to, to say no, if they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate how you want to give like a intellectual smart answer. I'm going to do the opposite. I have to hear a list. Uh, I think if she, um, has credit that's below 750 that might cause them to pick up. <laughs> Dang. Um, Dang. I think if she corrects the math on his whiteboard, that would also cause them to break up. Um, and if she calls him Gil, I think that for sure, 100%. <laughs> like if Johnny was... So she can call him Johnny again. Like if Johnny was the giving you issues, like calling him like a Gil or like, I don't know. Lenny Kravis or something oh like God. that would be like, oh my God. I don't know why. I am random this episode. Dwayne the Rock Johnson by accident. <laughs> he would be something that you would do. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. John Stamos. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jose. <laughs> I just, like, they're just, it feels like they're a breakup waiting to happen at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. It feels like, and we kind of talked about this a little bit beforehand, it feels like she's just, like, she wants to put a good front for other people um, Mm. with their relationship. Like, she says good, positive things, um, and I, I admire that, but I also, we've seen that in the show before where I'm worried, like, oh, do you believe in this? Like, do you actually think you're in a good relationship? I get the feeling with her that she realizes this is a bad relationship. So she's mm. still working to try to fix it, but she doesn't want to necessarily rip him apart. Um, and like with the person, like from what we've seen with Jose, like he couldn't handle that. Like, I don't think he could handle like the way Bowel talks about Johnny. I don't think he could handle that. Like that would be, Mm-mm. Just he, he just he he just doesn't have that <laughs> in him. So I think she's doing she's playing it right for if you do want this relationship to last, 
what she's doing is what you you kind of have to do of like oh no everything is great and then when you two are alone you're like hey you know you messed up like do better man and i think it feels like that's what's going on with them so yeah hopefully that answered your question yeah that's a good way to put it um because i i do feel that maybe bow and rachel are similar in that regard they want to show the outside world that things are good but i think the difference comes in when they decide to express those concerns because Mm -hmm. they do it differently with their partner and i think like one does it more a little bit than the other and Mm -hmm. that can really hurt or help the relationship if you if you do that well right if you say okay let's have a, a united front because you have to be on the same page you both have to want to have that facade of everything's perfect and peachy but then when you come together you actually talk about those things and you're on the same page the whole time and then you're making sure to express those things with your partner Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i feel like with jose it's like she needs to tiptoe around his ego so much because she's Mm -hmm. seen what happens when the slightest little thing like nicks on that like the way that had the whole saying another man's name like it was seem like an accidental thing and just like sort sort of a normal everyday situation which like when we found out it was just she accidentally said johnny's name it's like yeah you got another buddy with like a j name like i know it's yeah. pronounced it's not j like j it's like a, a different pronunciation yeah. but it's still like not not the end of the world right but to him that was like so disrespectful to the point where like they got in an argument that led to her saying like i don't want to be your wife anymore <laughs> Like, that's huge. That escalation is huge. And so I totally agree. I think if she were to speak about their relationship and speak about him the way that maybe, like, Bao does about Johnny and their relationship, like, and he found out about it, that would be a big deal. Because that's her, like, I think to him he would see that as, like, just talking shit and being, like, not truthful or faithful or something. And, like, anything that fragile i have concerns about long term (laughs) good point you know about that not being a problem but to me i think if if that happens again if he shows his temper again something sets it off because something will because they're spending a lot of time together then if she sees that anger again and he like has the same approach with her then I don't think she's going to want to stay because she's going to see that as like, okay, this is no, this is just how you deal with your emotions and I'm not willing to be like subjected to that. And I think it could get ugly if that happens, like within this next couple of weeks before their whole decision day. And time. if it happens during summertime, you know she's gonna hot girl summer this situation. <laughs> You gotta be very careful. Hot girl summer on out of here. You know, just Bring in the hot girl summer. <laughs> gotta be very careful. Uh, it was really funny so- hearing her talk about it unfiltered because at, in the episode it was like, whoa, like you're really trying to talk about, I better not be bored during the summer. I am gonna change and I'm gonna get stressed. Mm-hmm. And then unfiltered, she was like, yeah, I was just overthinking in my head. It was just too much. <laughs> <laughs> like she wasn't representing that accurately, you mean? She was just making it out to be a bigger deal than what it actually was. Like, she was just Uh saying that, hey, my schedule changes and I sometimes get a little bored. And yeah, I've been single every summer, but it's, which I, that alone is a little confusing to me. But anyways. um, Girl summer. (laughs) It's just something she's just like got overly concerned about and she didn't need to be. And she 
wanted to try to address it ahead of time, and it just wasn't mm-hmm. necessary. <laughs> but it seemed to make him actually worried, because he was like, yeah. well... What, so I've got to, like, tiptoe around you? Like, the way that she's got to tiptoe around his ego, he's got to tiptoe around her for Hot Girl Summer. <laughs> I mean, to be, so we're, to be fair to Jose, I don't know if that's what you necessarily wanted. Like, uh, Oh, that's not a great that, thing to yeah, hear. Like, like, don't mess up, because I'm going to be hotting it up during the summer. And then, like, it, like, like, I love that it's a thing that's used in, like, songs where they're like, oh, it's summer... T- um, I think I'm thinking of like a Drake song where it's like summertime, you know, she's about to be out in these streets, basically. Like, that's hilarious. No one wants to hear that about their partner. Though. <laughs> like, which, I, I don't know. I, I heard that more as like, hey, mm-hmm. like what she's really communicating was when my schedule changes, that's really hard for me. And I take it out on everyone around me. And that's your fault. <laughs> that's what I heard. So oh, I was gosh. like, no, I think I think you have some work to do, Rachel. Like you you need to figure out what like what oh, what does Rachel do to take care of Rachel in that time so that you show up and you're still like a consistent partner, not like Jose, don't test me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish you would have said Jose, don't test me. <laughs> like, how is that fair? Oh, that would have been great. Fair at all. Yeah. Oh, well. yeah, I but it sounds like she was just like like you said, she overthought it. Yeah. I don't think I, we've seen enough of her. I don't think that's her personality, but that's, that's funny. That's funny. It's hilarious. Also, the other man name thing, I don't know, we might have to cut this out, but like if, if you get called by another name and it's a person that's like aggressively attractive, I don't know if I'd be like happy because I'm like, oh, she thinks I'm like the rock. Or if it's like another man's name is someone that like I think I'm better looking than, then it's like, wait, does she think I'm like the level of attractiveness as like, well, now I can't say anybody because it's mean. But like, I just, I wonder if there's like certain names that you could say and it's like less problematic than other names. Like, I just think it depends on how much you read into that. <laughs> I think so. I think it also depends on like, yourself you're you're because maybe that was coming from a straight up place of insecurity where it's like any man's name he was triggered by and that's got to be doesn't matter how attractive he is that's fair he's now taking it as obviously she thinks he's attractive because she said his name (laughs) and it's like has there been any other that would be my question has there been any other information or like indication that she is likes Johnny, is trying to be with Johnny, is anything related to that? Or was this literally just, I accidentally said the wrong name because I've known your ass for three weeks. <laughs> and that's fine. Oh, God. <laughs> it just feels a little unfair, maybe. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. <sighs> I can't. I can't. And he's like, he already has um, enough drama in his own relationship. Don't get him involved in all these other people. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe we go over to Johnny and Bao because they yeah. had a rough go of it. I feel like Johnny's just being mean. It's just like uncalled for <sighs> stuff right. that's just like, it might be very true, the things that he's saying that like, I'm not attracted to you, like all this stuff, but you just, you gotta find a way to deliver that in a nicer way, dude. I know. It's rough. It's rough. Um... I, just, I feel bad because yeah. it's just one thing after another. He gets into this cycle of he can't see anything positive anymore. It's just everything's a 
connected and everything's bad. And it's just like, oh gosh, just you, you're in a, a hamster wheel. You have to just get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if, so, you know, like with movies or like superhero movies, they'll tend to, a lot of Marvel ones will do this where like you got the villain and they're bad and they're like blowing stuff up and they're very bad. And then at that, you know, throughout the movie, you get to see them being bad. And then at the end, they'll show you a little clip of, or like give you a little bit more background and you find out what made this person the evil villain that they are. And you kind of feel bad a little bit. It mm-hmm. feels like we did that, but the reverse with Johnny. Like, seeing him with his family and how his father did not approve. Like, I was, like, I was so on Johnny's side. And then the more and more we see him, I'm like, you're not good at relationships. But I wonder if they would have, like, saved that clip until, like, the last episode and then show that to us. If we would go, oh, this makes sense. Like, <laughs> That's interesting. Because he's just... Like, he might be the, like, biggest villain that we've... Well, Chris. But besides Chris, like, he's getting... He's he's climbing up there in terms of, like, worst husbands ever on this show. There was actually someone, that, a Reddit thread that compared... The, it was season two, and I'm blanking completely on their names now, but there was someone that was, like, the equivalent of Johnny. And so they were basically comparing these... Uh, three but really two um johnny mm-hmm. versus him earlier and the guy was very similar to just like just mean just would kind of target her a lot and it i i'm completely blanking on that whole season right now but there was just a it's lot okay. of things that happened um one thing i wanted to i thought about when you were saying that though is that happens in normal life though even because you'll see someone react or you'll hear him um bash her or you'll like the petals you'll see him tear up the petals normally we don't even know what's behind the surface and if this were a real life situation where we met bow and johnny on the street and we saw this interaction between them we wouldn't know that phone call happened until after we get to know them more and they decide to open up to us right so like Mm -hmm. it's different because now we're getting a little bit of backstory up front which could i think hinder a little bit of our um bias to how we see them versus just seeing them in the situation. I mean, bias both ways, good or bad. Um, see them in the situation, react, and try to understand what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think that Johnny was ready for this? Do you like, because his perspective Oof. is, I wish you would have paired me with anybody but Bao. And so he seems to be under the impression that it's just the... the all the problem is Bao as an individual. But do you think if he had been paired with someone else that he would have been able to kind of pull this off a little bit better? No. Good question. No. Because no. <laughs> no. immediately like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> like literally no one. And I, why? Why? Like, me, uh, like maybe if it was someone who was like, drop, drop dead gorgeous and like maybe but like he's just he's just not ready like you said i i think they i think they've done a great job of explaining the different things of he's a perfectionist so he kind of wants the other his partner to be a perfectionist but like no one is perfect so that that's just it's just it feels like he's uh to use pastor cow's words he's judging her on the ideal vision he had as opposed to just 
accepting her for for her and mm -hmm. it's just it, it feels like he'll say one thing she'll do that then he'll get angry that it's like oh i just wish that she'll try more and we go on dates and then she's doing that and now you hear oh i think she's trying too hard like you literally can't win mm -hmm. this situation it's just mm -hmm. i just i think he needs to do a little bit more self-work I agree. I don't think that Johnny would have been better with anyone else. I think it's very obvious that it's like he always is seeing like two kind of versions of life at the same time. One is the version that is perfect and his wife is doing everything perfectly according to what he thinks a marriage should look like and what his partner should do and act like. And then right next to it is like a split screen with bow and everything that's happening in the moment. And so like every little thing that she does, he compares it to like what the perfect wife version would do. <laughs> and it's just like wrong, wrong, wrong. And he's just like never present with her and never curious about like figuring out who she is and like what her whole deal is and like getting to know her as a person and like what makes her bow and it's I, I've said this before but I think the few moments that he does kind of show up for her and is and seems genuinely excited is when he's like kind of objectifying her a little bit and just seeing her as like just an attractive woman <laughs> that he's like having a moment with or something and it's like those two parts of her are so completely separate and he thinks he doesn't realize that <laughs> he almost mm -hmm. sees it as like she's just completely failing overall and that anytime that she's not being the perfect wife version that like she's not meeting a certain standard and it's just i don't know if that has anything to do with her at all and it's unfortunate mm -hmm. because she's getting the brunt of all of his like kind of biased ideas about what she should be instead of figuring out who she actually is mm -hmm. so i don't know at, at this point in the season we're always like how do the experts choose them because now mm -hmm. we suddenly have all this information yeah. but i don't and know i think he's saying, just not ready um and you're saying that so given the situation johnny couldn't have been with anybody because of these kind of like deeply rooted issues right yeah i think he mm -hmm. just needs to have a better understanding of like, one, what does a healthy relationship look like? Mm -hmm. And, like, a more realistic view about what that is. Mm -hmm. Like, it seems like he just fundamentally doesn't understand that, like, being in love, being in a healthy relationship isn't, like, wanting to, like, have sex 24-7. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, that might be, like, some couple's dynamics, but, like, the heart of a relationship is being vulnerable and just enjoying spending time together and like and you know being able to do like really normal life stuff together and get along and compromise and all those things where like he's kind of expecting bow to just kind of like do all of the work and kind of like make sure that he's comfortable and taken care of and that like she's meeting his standards all the time and yeah, yeah. ironically he's the one who um, doesn't want to have the sex in a relationship at the moment at this point yeah. yeah you're right at this point mm -hmm. what i think though um there's this expectation i've kind of seen from society sometimes that i don't agree with that basically says the guy is supposed to be you know saved or supported or taught by the girl 
to learn how to open up and learn how to go through this this past trauma that he's been through or learn mm-hmm. about emotional vulnerability and it's just I find that frustrating, but I see that a lot in this kind of expectation around, oh, it's okay. He doesn't have to figure out his own shit. You got to figure it out for him and you got to guide him to teach him how to do that. And I see sometimes the show does this a little vice versa in terms of the girl being a little more closed off, but the same idea still being there that you need to be paired with somebody who will help you get there. And it's on their responsibility to teach you how to be vulnerable and help you gain that trust and show you that it's okay to open up again. And I don't agree with that societal expectation that that person first individually independently doesn't have to work on their own stuff because that person's going to quote unquote save them and teach them how to be okay. Mm -hmm. But because I think that exists so prevalently sometimes, I still think Johnny could have worked out with someone else who would have completely taken on that notion of it's okay. I'm here to teach you how to, get past this and you can treat me like crap i'm okay with that i'm not gonna bash you i'm not gonna say any you know no one's gonna know what's really going on and i'm just gonna to everybody say how great it is and or you know to a couple people a little bit but i think had he been paired with someone who quote unquote is more like some of the guys we've seen in the past of you can you know I don't know, play all these games, I guess, sometimes. But I mm. I think that it could have worked out if it were just for someone who could have taught him a little bit how to open up and get past some of this past trauma. Interesting. What do you think about... Because I think... I wonder if part of their dynamic right now is that Bao is still... Like, he has said some really, really mean stuff to her. And she is continuing to show up and try and you know she had a moment where she was like hey i need you to not talk to me that way like it's really Mm -hmm. not okay and then like a few minutes later he was like we didn't date 15 years ago because i wasn't attracted to you that's why we didn't have a second date like saying really like again that's honest but it's Mm -hmm. not kind (laughs) it's not necessary himself say it was a group (laughs) date like now he's just changing it conveniently i thought it was like a group date Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. that he didn't know yeah or at least that's what it was framed as in the beginning. That's evolved a and lot. And now it's like... Right. But, like... I don't know. But, I mean, we we remember part, points of the past that are most convenient to us most of the time, right? Like, it happened 15 years ago. I remember all the little details of what that happened. That's I really fair. About it. That, you know what I mean? That's fair. Um, I don't remember what my lunch also, was yesterday. How am I going to remember? <laughs> that's fair. Let alone a random date I didn't like 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I think... The thing that sucks sometimes is that, mm, maybe sucks is the right word, but there are just so many different ways that someone can quote unquote tolerate how they're treated because they're looking at the bright side or they see their future potential and they're like, how many relationships do we see that either someone disrespects like verbally or cheats or physically something happens to you? And you get past it. So I don't think it's a, it's too far-fetched to think that this would be totally okay if a different person were, yeah, mm. I, I'm, I'm tolerating as Pastor Cal, which really, I didn't really like that either. Pastor Cal being like, no, she's being so strong and she's letting, she's taking this and it's not okay, but she's just so strong, so strong. Mm-hmm. How many relationships do we see that quote unquote, that person is so strong to take that person's like 
jabs time and time again, but they're staying. That's what we said about page two last last season, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Like Bao and jo- Bao is a new page, right? Like, unfortunately, yeah. that that seems to be yeah. the case. Yeah, you guys, you make really great points. I I know this is going to be a later topic. Spoiler alert. Uh, um, <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, but like, I I do. She's very patient, and I think that has served people well on this show. Generally speaking, if you want to stay in a relationship, um, and that's part of the reason why I kind of think there's just very hard i don't see it work like i don't see any johnny being paired with anyone on this show that would have worked because she is already patient like she's showing the thing that like a lot of people on the show aren't that way like if he was paired with amirla like mirla would not have given him all this space to to do all this mm-hmm. or uh, mm-hmm. or rachel so I don't, and I don't see like if they break up with him, then they break up with him, and it's over. So I don't know if there's really anything that could have been done um, I, with him. It just it feels like it has to be the only way I could see it working is if he was with someone that he like a hundred percent thought was like out of his league, quote unquote, and like he just needed to do whatever he needed to do to like not fuck it up. That's the only thing I could see. Because it does feel like he kind of used John uh, Bao as like they're they're equals in that sense, mm-hmm. and I th- and maybe that's why he feels okay to talk to her the way he does because that's probably how he talks to his he friends and stuff like that. Like he doesn't like he doesn't feel lucky to be with her. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know whatever mm-hmm. that is for him. Like if it was a just whatever name Halle Berry, you know, like it's like okay, I'm not gonna. This is fucking Halle Berry. Like what? Like oh my god! Like I, I, I gotta just like figure it out. I, I wonder mm-hmm. if that could have worked, but even that, like, you might feel that way in the beginning. Like it, it just, it's not sustainable. So I, mm-hmm. I really think at the end of the day, it's a him issue. He just kind of has to figure himself out more, and. Not everybody's going to be in a relationship. Like, relationships aren't for everybody. I don't know if he's should be trying, honestly, from what we've seen. Maybe just kind of dating around, having a close group, a close-knit uh, group of friends. Maybe that's would be sir, would be better for him. I don't... He is messing up this relationship thing pretty bad. I just don't see it getting better. <laughs> It's just like all his instincts are kind of off, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and like unfortunately, he has the view of like not that like he is questioning his own approach. Like I can't get this right, but just all these girls are terrible. That's his perspective. That was like all these women are just not not it, and and wondering what's wrong with all the women he dates. And it's like, uh, yeah, there just needs to be so much more self reflection there. Yeah. And, like, even, like, just petty shit. Like, when um, they were going to have the barbecue at his family's place, right, for his uncle's birthday or something like that. And she was, they were originally going to go as a couple, and then he uninvited her because they had a big fight, you know? And so he goes to the barbecue, and he's telling all his family about, like, all his troubles. And I I personally thought it was kind of funny that they were all, like, 
Yeah, but that's not that's like normal marriage stuff though, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. he's trying to he's trying to get them to all be like, Yeah, screw her, like drop her to the curb immediately and they're all just mm-hmm. like, No, that's normal <laughs> Like like wouldn't go on that ride with him. Um but I kinda wanted to ask you about that whole thing of like they have this fight and obviously this is super unique relationship sort of situation with them where a lot of his family has met her at their wedding and that's when they like first got to get you spend some time with her and her family and everything like that but after their disagreement do you think that it's okay to just kind of split up and like only have one person attend the event or like not attend altogether or like how do you because there's like the united front kind of theory around it like how would you approach that if you were johnny or bow in that like situation of, like, going to the barbecue or not. I mean, first, there's the assumption that, like, your family is a prize that I think is kind of funny. It's like, oh, you don't get to meet my family. How dare you? Like, I don't know these people. I don't care. That would be my instinct, but that's a very mean instinct. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, you're not holding out on her. She doesn't want to meet them. Um, How would I feel? I, I think... If you are that upset that you don't want to go with her, like, I think I get the problem of he, he didn't want to be fighting with her in front of his family, and he maybe thought he was going to do that. Okay, that's fair. I don't think he should have gone, though, because you talking crap about her to your family, like, they don't have the full context. They're only going to go off of what you say about her. And it, I like you said, Ashley, I appreciate that they kind of called him out a little bit. Like, this is kind of normal relationship stuff. But I think most of the time, most people are going to assume that you're the quote-unquote reasonable one and that your partner is the bad one. And then when they finally do mm-hmm. meet Johnny uh, Bao and have a conversation with her, they're going to use that information to color everything she said. Like, she's not going to have a clean slate and that seems unfair to me. So if you know that, like, you really, really can't do this, I feel like he should have just, all right, we both won't go. If that is that big of an issue for you, um, that way you don't have to worry about what you say or, or how you say it. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Mabel? That's a good point. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, the thing I think of is how I approach these situations is that in a committed relationship series, I think I know this is married at first sight, a little different context, but in a committed relationship, we're together until we're not. And I know there's a lot of ebbs and flows while you're in the relationship. There's arguments, there are good days, there are bad days, but I, in my relationships I've had, I'm not of the person that likes the idea of we're not at a good spot, don't come along. Because now I'm literally telling everyone else, we're not at a good spot in our relationship. So you come to the events when we're at a good spot for my family. And it also gets that whole, like, my family versus your family. This is, like, my event versus your event. It's a lot of that whole, like, little possession thing about about, um, mine versus yours versus ours. And um, to an extent, I don't think that you have to be tied at the hip all the time. Like, hey, let's say this is a weekly Sunday dinner that the family has versus a, I don't know if it's like an annual barbecue. I don't remember what the details were. But let's say this is like a general Sunday dinner. Hey, don't come to one of the Sunday dinners. That's fine. See you next mm-hmm. week. But mm-hmm. 
a seldom event, that's really sending a message. There are serious issues. We are probably not going to work out. This is not good for us, and therefore she shouldn't come. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that their context is very different, but that's generally how I like to approach things because in the ebbs and flows of relationships, I am, you know haven't decided we're yet done. So this could still work out. So why do I need to act like it's not working out before it's not working out? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, that makes sense. What do you think, Ashley? I think I kind of go back and forth on it because I think I think that in the context of this show, it's still like I get that they're married, but it's still kind of like new boyfriend, new girlfriend level of like their actual relationship and then um kind of how the families come to know them it's just like so so early and so it's like it's such this big switch from like i'm not married i'm single and i'm not married to i am married i now have in-laws i have you know this whole family that i want to get to know i'm thinking about like changing my entire life to work around this relationship And so it's a lot to also be plugging into family things so quickly when you're still figuring out if this is even a relationship that you want to be in. And so I think in in the context of Johnny and Bao in this particular situation, I think he sent her a very clear message that I am, I don't want my family to meet you. There's something about you that I just don't care to bring around them because like, you're not going to be around that long anyways. Mm -hmm. And then in the meantime, she was trying to like memorize all his family members names and like, make sure that she was going to be like, I, I recognize that part of that could be a little performative of like (laughs) trying to make her herself look good for the cameras and everything, but it just, I feel like something like that should be a shared decision and him taking yeah. back that invitation and just being like, actually, no, you're not invited to this just shows once again, how they're not looking at themselves as a team, but rather two individuals. And like at the, at the start, then it's like, what, what are we doing? If, if this is the way that we're treating one another mm-hmm. and all this. So right. it's, it doesn't surprise me all that much that he uninvited her, <laughs> but I think it also just made it super clear that like he's there's no way they're staying together. So like just just call it like it's mm-hmm. just not happening, yeah. and that's okay. I'm like I don't know this, but I feel like if she went to that event, her family, his family, would have fucking loved her, and I think that would have made it probably. harder to break up with her, which he ultimately wants to do, and. I, I just, it, I get the feeling that that was the main thought process because she's a good Vietnamese, like she's everything that they wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and she's awesome. Like she just in general, like I, I do some of the stuff she does, does seem performative, but honestly, she's, she is so more patient and emotionally intelligent than like 90% of the people who are on this show. So I feel like they would have picked that up and then it would have been awkward because now it's like, why didn't you stay with Bao? She was a good woman. Mm-hmm. You keep on coming with all these thotties. 
they wouldn't say thotties, but <laughs> it's implied. Um, and wow. I just, I, I wonder if that was part of it. Because he just spent, mm-hmm. so, like, why are you, why are you so adamant on trying to share the bad things about her? I just, it's weird. It's weird. Like, he's, it feels like he's just laying the groundwork so that later mm-hmm. when he says no or divorces her, yeah. that it's not a surprise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think they're also, you brought up a good point about the boyfriend and girlfriend thing. They're approaching it completely differently. Bao is of the mindset, hey, we got married. We signed that paper. We're not move- We're not leaving this, at least anytime soon, but never in her mind, too. And he's like, no, I just met you. These experts, yes, presented me with a wife, and I would love to make... It's like a couple of the people in the show, too, but... Mm-hmm. He is approaching it in terms of, I can still say no on decision day, and I don't know if this is right for me, whereas she's like, no, I have to make this work because we are married. And I think we see that a lot sometimes in a show where the the show really tries to push that mindset of, you're married. You need to do everything you can to make this work, not necessarily should this work or not. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Right. Because they put them together with the best intentions, but there's something about putting two people together that the dynamic that comes from that, you cannot mm-hmm. predict. You can oh. put in your best effort, but like, it could be, like he said, Johnny actually said in his discussion with, I think, Dr. Pepper, and he said, I don't like the kind of person that I am around Bao. Mm-hmm. Like, he recognizes that he isn't somebody who he likes. <laughs> like, something about their dynamic together makes him into somebody he doesn't like. And it feels like a fundamental part of a good relationship would be feeling like you're becoming your best self as a result of being around that person. Mm-hmm. And you feel like that is setting you on a path to be, you know, you 2.0 <laughs> and, and constantly improving and, you know, having a support system. But um, I don't think that's their dynamic. And I, mm-hmm. it's, I think we can see it as like best intentions didn't work out. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's getting so it gets personal. And that's hard to watch. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's a good way to put it too because like getting personal like that everybody has their own personal like investment or tie to wanting this to work or not mm-hmm. the experts being potentially i'm not assuming but track record you know um showing marriage can work under any circumstances like the show ratings like, like everybody kind of comes from it from a different angle mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i I wonder this in general with the show, but I think Johnny and Bao in particular make me think about this of why, like, what is a good marriage to him? Like, what is the, how do I say this better? Why would a person want to get married? I think that's the thing, because if you're looking at it from a, you want to make a family and... Um, someone who'd be great in that process. I feel like she's, from what we've seen, demonstrated that quite a bit, right? Like, even if, like, attractive, because he keeps on saying that, so, like, let's, you know, I'm going to go take him at his word and say that he doesn't find her attractive. In terms of, like, everything else, she has that, right? Like, she is caring and can make gourmet meals, quote unquote. Like, I wonder what the, like, I I just, I wonder what his goal is. Because if the goal is you Mm -hmm. want someone to 
help you through life. And I don't know if he wants kids, but let's say they want kids, help you with these kids. Mm -hmm. He seems to have that aspect of it. If the goal is you want like someone that like you can't keep your hands off of and you don't like you just every time you see them, you're like, oh, let's let's do this. All right. They don't seem to have that passion. So is that the thing that he's looking for? Like, I wonder if just I, I think nowadays, because we have a lot more freedom and are able to make decisions um, differently than in the past. Like, I feel like you can have a different type of, of uh, marriage depending on what you're looking for. And I just can't tell what his mm -hmm. definition of marriage yeah, is. Yeah, what he actually wants. Yeah. And that's the thing. Because he does seem to want more of that passion. Maybe he just wants like a fuck buddy. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, really? Like, like a. Like, Sorry for my language. Well, as if I haven't cussed 12 times already. <laughs> no, but like, really? Like, like a, like a fuck buddy, but like one that's like you feel stuff around them every time. Like, you feel scared because they're going to like burn down your house or like you feel like madly in hot. lust with them because they're looking hot like it feels like that's what he's looking for and like that's not marriage material in my opinion but it's not my marriage so who cares right like if that's what you want to be around that's a very different type of dynamic than a yeah, level-headed very monotone like, I don't, like, there's, she just seems to be, like, very measured in all her statements and mm -hmm. stuff. And that's not a bad thing. I think that's great. But if you're looking for that fire, like, that's not, that's you're not going to get it from that. And I mm -hmm. wonder if that's the thing. And he just, like, it almost feels like he wants a girl that his family is going to be like, why are you with this girl? Like, that type of girl. Yeah. Not like a girl, like, <laughs> ah, you found a good one. Good job. Like, I just... And maybe I'm reading into him more, but mm -hmm. like she's got all the marriage, quote unquote, marriage material stuff. What the hell are you looking for <laughs> at this point? Mm -hmm. But maybe that's the, maybe it's a good chance now for us to transition to one topic we said we would talk about is what have we seen in this series in general so far that mm -hmm. we see our standout qualities for what make marriage work? Mm -hmm. what do you like what people tend to be successful and like what? different traits that they have that we've seen in the show yeah yeah this is the one that i foreshadowed do you want to start earlier with my great yeah. question welcome to this well-planted easter egg <laughs> <laughs> yeah i so the the I, I guess when we think back on the show or when i thought back on the show um initially i was thinking oh you know certain personality types certain physical traits would make you quote unquote successful quote unquote like i i know just staying with somebody doesn't mean it's a success but in this show using that as the the judge and it felt like the more and more i thought about it patience is the only thing i could see in common like the people who were extremely patient were the ones who have been in relationships that have made it on this show um and oh okay i feel like i'm going in and out here yeah okay yeah i just long story short i think patience seems to be the thing i'm picking up on as 
the, the mm-hmm. successful trait that people have had on the show. Um, mm-hmm. And patience with people that I sometimes don't even think deserve it. Like an AJ or Stephanie, I think they're still together now because she was incredibly patient. I don't know if he, I personally don't think he deserved that at certain points, but it doesn't matter. Like she did that. They have that and it works. Um, as long as well as like a Greg and Deanna, Greg was incredibly patient with Deanna in the beginning. And that annoyed me at some points of their relationship, but again, it worked <laughs> and that, and <laughs> it seems to, it seems to be continuing to work with them. Um, and even a, a Keith and Christine where like she's very patient with him and the whole like weird photos of his ex and stuff like that, where some people would have just taken that up far more harshly and she was patient with him and they are together now. So, um, Hey, do you guys, I, I wonder if, if you agree with me on that and, um, if there's like any other things that you've noticed as well on the show um i i see definitely how the patience has stuck out quite a bit in a lot of the couples that make it work because when the patience is crucial and it works is because one of the partners aren't open or trusting or necessarily ready to just dive right in mm-hmm. but the other person's okay with that or in the case of aj and stephanie which i feel like we quoted so many times on this yeah. episode is where she's just hey it's fine you need to cuss out production or whatever whatever just you do what you had to do i'm fine i don't care and she definitely didn't take it personally but she also was patient in the sense of just letting him kind of let out his anger and blow off his team what i would say to add to that i'm seeing a theme of accommodating throughout a lot of the series and i was careful to choose that word because at first i was thinking maybe it's listening maybe it's um communication um, maybe it's compromised, but I think a little bit here is some of the couples express that they need something like um, physical touch, like Johnny said that, or they need something um, like words of affirmation, or they need someone who is patient with them. I I see couples that have worked out kind of reflect on, oh, this person needs this. Am I okay with that? Can I give that to them? Yes. Okay. Therefore, we make this work in in accommodating to what their needs are to make the relationship work in that context. Whereas I think some other couples, I even think of like Keith and Iris in this, that um, they were like, hmm, this person needs this from me, but that doesn't necessarily align with what I expected in my marriage. And therefore, I don't see myself being able to accommodate for what this person needs. Mm -hmm. And they walk away from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I agree that I think it's like, I think a big part of it is someone who doesn't take things very personally, mm-hmm. or that's not like their first, the first place that they go when something happens. Like, back to just the Stephanie and AJ example, because they're kind of an easy one to, to use. But when he was being super rude to production, it would be really easy for her if I were her. I would be like, oh, okay, so you think it's okay to talk down to people when you're upset and people who you consider to be, like, lower than you somehow. And, like, that's, like, that doesn't make me feel good. That makes me think Mm -hmm. that 
like you think you're better than like whatever so like that could very easily extrapolate into something else and for whatever reason the way she processes that is just like that's how he lets off his anger and that's has nothing to do with me or how i view you i guess Mm -hmm. and she kind of rolled with it and so i think all of the like miscommunications all of the missteps that happen early in these relationships as people are figuring each other out Mm -hmm. if the first knee-jerk reaction is this means that they're not into this marriage this means that they think x y and z about me this means that they don't respect me this means they don't trust me like the way that like Michaela's instinct is to like protect herself whenever Zach shows her anything but full commitment and interest in making their marriage work. And then she's like ready to go, ready to move out, like kind of that self-protection mode, mm-hmm. not good or bad, just is like uh, somebody who can just not take those things personally right away and like have those emotional reactions that um, kind of become the round two of the fight. <laughs> those seem to be the folks who are able to hang with this. And that's honestly, I think that's asking a lot yeah. of anybody and i also think that's why we see such a low success rate with these marriages because you're putting people in a pressure cooker and expecting them to like show their best traits the whole time right and like like i know for myself i would be a hot mess on this show if i were shoved together with somebody and i had to be vulnerable super fast and like stand by their side as we're like navigating all this stuff and then you're talking to like camera crew all the time and like everything is so orchestrated i would not i would not look good Mm. like i would not be likable (laughs) and like that's fine but Mm -hmm. it's just wild to me that there has been any success at all (laughs) from some of these relationships and those feel like like real standouts like the amani and woody Mm -hmm. like how they were both they just instantly like got it and they understood it but that felt like a needle in a haystack to find those two people and be able to match them. Mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. That like not taking things too seriously. Cause when you said that, I thought of like Bennett from Bennett and Amelia where like the man Mm -hmm. literally like wears a sleeping gown and like is playing in it. Like he just, he took very little seriously. And when you have Mm -hmm. that, like you're the person's partner could say some effed up things and if you don't take it seriously then it never sticks with you i feel like i can hear the listeners saying like just because two people are together doesn't mean it's successful which is true i get that um but i'm just kind of looking like looking at the show as what it is an experiment and like that seems to be i think the, the the points that you mentioned mabel and the points you mentioned um Ashley are like, that's a good point. Like those are like three things that if you have those three things, seems like the person seems to do okay on the show. And like, there's no guarantee, but you're, you're in a way better situation. And I think that's, mm-hmm. like, I feel like those type of people just do better in life. The last thing that maybe we can hit on before we wrap up is we've seen a couple of Well, this has really been kind of a theme across all of the different seasons where obviously the couples are living together. They're put in apartments with two bedrooms. And so it's kind of available if they need to spend the night separately and still like live together comfortably. Right. And 
along the way, we have couples who get into disagreements and then one moves into the second bedroom and sleeps in there. Sometimes people like move out of the apartment altogether and just stay at their place. <laughs> Zach and Mindy, they never actually live together and they kind of have that as their commonplace. But I'm curious what your thoughts are on when there is a disagreement and the conclusion that one of them usually lands on and not both is that one should move into the move into the guest bedroom so that they sleep separately. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that is a good move or do you think that they should kind of work it out so that they still sleep in the same bedroom at night in order to keep working on things? What's your perspective on those approaches? Um, I think so it can definitely be a slippery slope to just move out one night after an argument and be like I need to clear my head Mm. because I think there's a difference between clearing your head and coming back and not coming back (laughs) Um, at least for the night like you wake up the next day and you're still not with your partner Um, it's I think it can work if you are both on the same page about it. Something that Dr. Viviana said in the unfiltered episode was in a different conversation, but they were talking about Bao and Johnny's conversation when Johnny brought up wanting to have a friendship foundation in the relationship to then build forward. Bao was like, no, I don't want to be just friends. Dr. Viviana, I thought, painted a really good picture about saying, hey, it's okay to have a friendship foundation as long as you're both on the same page about that versus one person using that as let's take a step back now so I can take even more steps back later. And that's not true, you know, authenticity, right? That's not being Mm -hmm. transparent. I think similarly in this context, we're talking about with the sleeping arrangements. If you're genuinely using that as a step forward and you're using that as an opportunity to reset and build, you probably don't know what's going to come after that if you're actually going to stay together or not, but you're at least using that to have a clear space and wanting to now come back together and talk about it. Damn. I wanted to like start snapping when you said the Dr. Pepper line. Like I was like, Oh <laughs> shit. That is so that's exactly what it is. Like, uh, let's take a space back so I can take five more steps back. So it doesn't look weird. So let's just do this yeah. one first. That's- Damn. Yeah. Dr. Viana was on un- unfiltered, which was the first time one of the experts came on, which was pretty cool. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Lightning. Very lightning. Uh, yeah, I think I, I I agree as well. I I um I know that there are couples. Uh, they, ironically, they seem to be couples that have been like married for like a very long time where they've like decided, all right, I don't want to sleep next to him, but like we still love each other. It's fine. I just yeah. I prefer sleeping in a, a quiet room and he prefers sleeping with the TV on. There, yeah, there are a few couples I know that are like that, and they're awesome and they're amazing. But on the in the context of the show, it very much feels like once that happens, it's the beginning of the end. Like I can't think of any couple at the moment that like they did that and then things worked out. Like it's generally they start doing that, and then before you know it, they're seeing each other less and less, and. Uh, naturally, I think it opens up the door for you to think, all right, we're not making progress. So that means we're regressing. And once you get into that mindset that you guys are regressing, I think it's hard to fix it because at that point, like, it's easy to be like, okay, well, why are we regressing? Oh, maybe we're not supposed to be together in the first place and yada, yada, yada. And then if you dare find someone else that it feels like you have progress with, 
like then it's over. Like if you like got someone else that like you like even the smallest amount of progress, you're like, oh, this one is going forward, but my other one is regressing. It's done. It's it feels like it's mm-hmm. a, over. Yeah, I'm honestly I'm trying to think if there's been any time that like Agu, you and I have had a fight where to the point where one of us won't sleep in the bedroom. I don't know if we have. I think at the top of my head, I can't remember at least. I feel mm, like... Yeah, I can't think of anything. I agree. I think it kind of makes things worse because it almost like... Like you have a disagreement and you're just like, oh, I'm so mad at this person. Like, I just don't want to be around them right now. And then it almost like makes it feel more true that something's really, really wrong because you're now behaving in a way as if something is really, really wrong. Mm-hmm. And then like it just kind of like snowballs those feelings into something that's much bigger than maybe what the original issue was. And so... And I also... <laughs> like Ryan's whole thing about like, if I don't get good sleep, then like, it's over. Like I, I gotta be my best self, but like, that's hilarious. But also like, there is some truth to that. Like I know the times that like I sleep on the couch because I don't know, like I, I can't fall asleep or something. And so I'm going to read or whatever. Then I sleep like crap out there. And then I like, it's really hard to, feel good the next day and then it affects my mood it affects everything and so until i like catch up on sleep again it just like makes everything worse <laughs> and so it's just this kind of like really bad chronic cycle that's easy to get into and so i think like if you're trying to get past the argument and whatever it's like i feel like it's an overcorrection to be like okay well now we have to sleep in separate rooms mm-hmm. and then it's going to continue to progress um i feel I think my perspective is like have a fight, like go to bed mad. That's fine. <laughs> like I, my therapist used to say this sort of like, if you like the whole thing of like, don't go to bed angry. She thought it was kind of BS because she's like, if you just keep trying to approach the same problem in the same moment with the same heightened emotions and you're tired, it's just going to get worse and worse. You're not working with like, you're not at your best. So like, go to bed angry. That's fine. And then in the morning when you're rested and you've had breakfast, you can talk about it again Mm -hmm. and like, just keep trying. And it doesn't have to all like be resolved in a set amount of time, like break down the conversation as much as you need to. But there's, Mm -hmm. it it feels like I'll show you that kind of a a feeling when you're like, I'm just going to go sleep in the other room. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, trying to give the other side, because I, I 100% agree. Um, but trying to give the other side, sometimes, like, maybe you're, like, so angry that, like, even seeing the person's face is going to, like, make you angrier. And I guess, like, in a situation like that, like, you know, I don't want anyone to get physical or break stuff. So maybe it's better for mm-hmm. them to sleep in a different room. But mm-hmm. um, so I guess that's maybe one way of when it's okay i just i feel like if you get to that point though you're already effed like i don't know (laughs) like it's like Mm -hmm. just at that point it might be better to start preparing other accommodations in general but um i don't know do you yeah i generally don't agree with the notion distance make the heart grow fonder however i think Mm -hmm. in a short amount of time it's a little jolt of reality can kind of snap you into like oh you know so i think that if it's a little bit of a because i think wasn't there something in keith and christine's season that maybe it was one night he had to go work 
in the hospital during the night and she was like, oh, I really missed him. That kind of thing. It's one mm-hmm. of those things where you're... Okay. And I mean, their relationship was good at the time. Yeah. This is a different context. But it's like, oh, I forgot about this part of it. You know what I mean? I forgot about the things I was taking for granted a little bit. Yeah. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. And I think it's a a lot of it is knowing that the other person is just as willing as you are to continue to try to resolve it. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's the difference where it's like the couples in this situation are still figuring out if they even want to be together. I think because I'm like obviously going to pull references from like my own relationship. Like I, I know at the end of the day that like no matter what comes up, Agu and I are going to circle back around to it and talk Mm -hmm. about it until it's resolved. And like we're, I don't question that that's like a thing that's going to happen. And so even if we did have a fight today where I sleep on the couch and then whatever, we're going to talk about it the next day. Like it's Mm -hmm. just going to happen. Mm -hmm. But if I had just met him (laughs) three weeks ago and we did that, then I might just be like, maybe this isn't right. You know, I don't know this dude. And so maybe that's part of it too. Where like just the speed (laughs) which they're moving. Yeah. It's harder to like know that for sure that like we're gonna keep. That's working. a great. That's a great it, way of saying that. Oh, sorry to hop in. Really, I promise. Really right. quick. I, I think that's, yeah. Because I think in general, I don't think it's. I think it's an issue, but it's not as big of an issue. But on this show, I think that's why because you're they're still generally trying to decide if they even like this person, and I feel like that early in the process, if you guys are already like trying to stay away from each other, it's that's it's just yeah it's it's a downhill sign like i mean mm-hmm. that's like the definition mm-hmm. of a red flag right where it's like i can't even be around them we've known each other for like two weeks i could i think that is a yeah a way bigger issue okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, well i was gonna say i think it's conflict resolution that you two have been able to establish how you want to communicate and, the, and also trust right like you trust that you're going to continue the conversation sure. you don't have to go to bed angry and be like i can't believe that my partner you know it's like no it's okay i trust we're going to talk about it again later it's fine i know i'm in heat in the moment and i'm going to let it go but i think even we're seeing with a lot of different couples in this season they're styles are very different and they're not always communicating it effectively they're maybe communicating it and acknowledging it but they're then like turning to blame the other person this is why you're doing it wrong and this isn't going to work for me and it's like okay but like great but you're also two independent people that have to come together like not have to but that are coming together mm-hmm. you know talk about it and sometimes yeah some people do believe in don't go to bed angry some people don't and that's fine as long as your partner again, is able to meet you there. If you're going to find that that doesn't match up, can you talk about it? Can you come to some sort of agreement? Or is this a mm-hmm. red flag that's not going to work in the relationship? And I think mm-hmm. we're, now we're seeing that with Zach and Michaela probably the most. But mm-hmm. it's just hard to see because they're so often, I think, sometimes when you're put into like this show, you're put into this pressure cooker, as you put it, you're forced to like jam two puzzle pieces together when if we just take a little bit of time and right, you know, right. see and adjust and it could maybe work but not under such time sensitive pressure exactly and i think that's again part of the problem problem with like kind of the premise of this is it's like you're expecting people to go from zero to a billion like it, it's you're literally going on a first date with someone like on your wedding day and then you yeah. have to live with them like it is a complete stranger you are living mm. with and you don't even know them. Like I, I've, <laughs> I, 
it's just like in the normal progression of a relationship, you can go home, you know, there's a couple of days maybe between dates, you're maybe texting mm-hmm. and kind of figuring out how they communicate that way. And, you know, like there's so many different ways that you're learning about them before you're actually living together. Sure. And so when you're like, you're living together, like <laughs> how much time you spend with that person now is just like exponentially more than if you were just dating. Yeah. And it's just, so unreasonable to expect people to do that well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just having a new roommate is always an adjustment or like living with someone new or living with a family member or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like living with someone is hard, regardless of yeah. if you're in a relationship with them or not. I'm trying. <laughs> like it you takes know, time. Like... Oh, sorry. I'm trying so hard not to Go judge because I know you haven't had a roommate before. Besides, <laughs> I have, I have lived like not like an actual room room where I'm sharing it with people but like when i worked in new york i had a roommate we both had our own bedrooms and everything and so like that was my like really only experience with like having roommate in that sense aside from like with my sisters when i was growing up but yeah i've been lucky to have my own space so living with a goo has been like my first real experience and like being that close with somebody all the time but like it took time to adjust to yeah and i think that's normal (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what i was thinking when you're saying you know um about it's so fast all at once i was thinking like two different analogies one going at work like with a massive project and be like all right go versus like but size chunks and feeling you can kind of progress throughout the the journey and be like oh actually it's okay i got this <laughs> when it seemed like this massive yeah. overhaul or project it was too much right. at first right and then also i am not trying to i'm only using this example Uh-oh. but in a police lineup <laughs> when you start okay. off with a caveat like that go? oh boy <laughs> Hold on to your I'm butts, not everybody. I'm to say this is anything like that. There's no suspects. There are no crimes here. I am saying, like, there's... Because I, I love crime drama. It is one of my favorite things to watch. And one of the things I talk about a lot is that a person can't identify someone when they're inundated with options, when they're given, like, a whole you know, 20 people or like a lineup or they go too fast is like people can't process that much information at one time. They can only look through about six suspects to pick one and see and talk about maybe a couple of different choices, but you cannot inundate someone because they cannot think in clearly in their right mind to process something like that. I am mm-hmm. not in any way comparing anyone on the show or, or anything about the show to the crime dramas that I That's like. That's hilarious. Oh, no, you're, you're good. I thought you were going to say something way more like, I feel like I've said way more questionable things and not given caveats. And so I thought you were going to like, I don't know, attack all Asian men or Hispanic men or something. You're good. You're fine. Did nothing wrong. Um, what do you... Oh, first of all, only murders in the building. Speaking of shows about crime, you have to... We have to watch that. It is it's, so good. Have I'm you heard it. of this at all? No. It's on Hulu, and also so the there's like three leads. It's Steve Martin, Martin Short, right, and Selena <laughs> Gomez. One of these is not like and the Selena, other. <laughs> Selena Gomez. Her character's name is Mabel, it's, and it's oh. it's like it's really cute. Cause I'm like, oh, this is like this is the wrong way of saying yeah. this. <laughs> like That's so the bell. cool. <laughs> Wait. What's it called? Murders in the building? Only murders in the mm-hmm. building. Only it's murders in the building. Seriously, the best. It is like they're releasing the last episode of the season on Tuesday, and we've been like anxiously waiting for it because we're trying to solve the crime. It's fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> who killed Tim Kono? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And it's like, it's that the three characters are 
true crime fans and then there's a murder that happens in their building and then they try to solve it and there's they're recording a podcast as they do it Mm -hmm. and so it's it's also like us a little bit yeah and like like one of the guys has like a map because he the podcast he's listening to he has like a map of like everything spread out so like okay they found the body at this spot so he'll put like a little marker there and then so and so talk to so and so i'm like like I barely did like that the whole much. Team of detectives in one. Exactly. Like I barely did that much. It's work really good. With my actual homework at school, so like I, it's cool to see <laughs> someone really get that invested in something. Um, shit, I feel like there was something else, but I just got distracted once you talked about lineups. We just really like so that good. show. We'll find any reason to talk about it with people. Hundred <laughs> percent. Appreciate it. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got. I, I lost it. I lost yeah. my. Train Circling back to Married at First Sight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we. I guess you started thinking about that because she was talking about a lineup. Mm. I was talking about processing way too much information. Yeah, but well, that makes sense though. It's too much. Mm-hmm. It's just like it, it reminds me of if you've ever started a job and they don't have a very good onboarding process. So it's like imagine being hired to work at like Wendy's and they just kind of throw you in there. Like you have your uniform on and you have your little name tag and you are officially hired, but they don't give you any information about how to work the machines mm-hmm. or what job you're supposed to do or like who everyone else is and like what times you have to work, like just nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And like, of course you're going to make a lot of mistakes and you're going to look like you're going to just mess things up and people are going to get mad at you because you're in the way and stuff. But it's like, you're not being set up for success. <laughs> like you need much more guidance. Yeah. And that's what, frustrates me about this show is they're just like well you just seem ready and it's like it's not about being intelligent or competent or organized or a bit like able to solve problems it's like you just can't throw anybody into a situation like that and expect them to just do great like that would be extraordinary for someone to go in and do great (laughs) what if they have great gym montages though like if it's like their ability (laughs) they love a gym montage they love it so like much with do. their shitty hip hop over I feel like it. it. It's a, a sign. <laughs> I feel like it was very healthy for some of those individuals to go through this like therapy session with Dr. Pepper. And I think if they had more of that, and it doesn't have to be the experts being like their quote unquote therapists every time, but if they had someone, like a therapist for each of them, every other day even because it's just so jam-packed it can't just be once a week i think like something regularly where they can kind of reevaluate adjust reflect and keep moving forward mm-hmm. but they don't and i think that's because they just want the drama like i want to capture the drama and uh, like whatever. but i think mm-hmm. that'd be helpful yeah mm-hmm. I, I know i briefly i mentioned this with the johnny point but again like i i wonder if there's a way for them to just ask what they're looking for in a marriage, like I know they asked that, but then to like, mm-hmm. like you give three different types of marriages and be like, which one of these three do you more align with? Because, mm. and, and maybe this is like an American Western culture thing, but like, I just, I feel like what we, what we consider marriage now is so different from what other cultures do and even like people like 30 40 50 years ago like at times it feels like pastor cow for example he's giving advice like i've never heard very rarely have i heard pastor cow go you need to leave this man 
Like most of the mm-hmm. time, he's like trying to get them to make it work. And initially, I was like, oh, that's because you, you know they're trying to get the people to stay on TV together longer. But I think it might just be they view a marriage as you two just staying together. Like that's it. Like whatever happens, the two people stay together and address it. And if that's what you consider Mm -hmm. a marriage, like that whole partner for life thing, I think that's what they view it as while other people view it as like a Chris where he's like building his legacy and he's going to have baby Chris's all over the place. And like, like if that's your viewpoint on a marriage, then you're looking for a different type of person. And then you've got like the other type of people who are looking for just never being bored, like the never being bored mm-hmm. type of person where like, you're always going to have some type of someone to travel with. Yeah. Like it's yeah. going to be traveling. You're going to have some type of, you're going to feel something every time it might be anger. It might be passion, but you're going to never like have a downtime. You're going to always have something happening because of you're in that relationship. And mm-hmm. just it, we've seen so many different types of people on this show. And I just, I wish that was, that's something they can start doing going forward. So we can kind of mm-hmm. have a gauge on that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I am glad you brought that up because I think there's a difference sometimes, but we think what we know we want in a marriage. And then we kind of are hit with that reality. And we're like, Oh, actually yeah. is this, you kind of go through these relationships. Is this what I thought it was? Is this actually what I want? Mm-hmm. Am I, reacting as I thought I would react in that situation. There's an example, actually. So in school, um, they did a, like, they did an admissions kind of panel. We had a recruiting event for some of the prospective students in the program. And I got to kind of shadow one of these events where the admissions director, she came in and she put on this, okay, here are all the applicants that go through the pool that we look through. And as an outsider, generally, I, what I'm, what am I thinking to get into school? They want to look at my GPA. They, and I'm thinking about, I'm talking about grad school in this particular example. Mm-hmm. They want to look at my GPA. They want to look at my test score to get in. They want to work, look at my work years of experience, uh, baseline kind of cut, you know, cut and dry. What is a good candidate to get into grad school? And I really like this exercise that this admissions director took us through because she walked us through how complex that decision is to accept or not accept someone into the program or waitlist them because you don't always accept or um, reject so easily. And it really helps bring to light how complex those decisions are because yes, you can. And she, the way that this example walked through said, okay, here's the three applicants. This is the GPA of each. This is the work use experience of each. This is the test score of each to get in. What do you think? And it was a conversation throughout the entire um, exercise of who are the people that think that they would vote for this person to get in, who's waitlisted and who's denied. But then through like the exercise, you learn. They, they didn't mention about their parents being rich enough to do a donation to a school. Where, what, what, where is that? <laughs> I heard nothing. There's a check paper clip to one of those resumes. <laughs> I, little did you know. Just kidding. I don't know. No, no. But like they, the way that they use this exercise was, okay, that's great. Mm-hmm. You love this person, this candidate who can talk about, um, you know, the test score and the GPA, right? But look at the work experience and then look at that class we already have. What kind of, so I come from the automotive industry. 
uh, this person, you know, automotive industry versus healthcare, healthcare versus like they maybe were a Teach for America volunteer. And if so, if they work in the automotive industry, work in manufacturing versus a, an automotive consulting firm, what did um, they do when they're in automotive? So I have a supply chain background or were they in finance? And they, they really help shed what is in the reality of it versus like an outside perspective being like, I think this is the kind of person that is going to be good fit for the program. Or I think this is the kind of person that's not going to be good fit for the program. And using this in the made at first sight context, I think this is the person I need because obviously it's that, you know, simple to decide, pick me a picture. I applied for the show. Find me it's my like partner. a Tinder profile. Yeah. Yeah. Versus mm-hmm. like, Oh wait, now that I'm actually put in the situation, I realize how many differences and how many complexities there are to that decision. I didn't realize going into that, that I was like, oh, mm-hmm. wait, okay, I maybe thought I was this kind of conflict resolution person or whatever. I didn't know I was going to react this way to this kind of person. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I think it's so much more comfortable to think that we know what we need. And so to to admit that we know the general stuff that would work for us and have to like kind of figure out as we go in a relationship, that's tough. You know, like I, like, I don't know if I could have ever written a list of like my requirements for a partner and had it like match up with who, uh, like a ended up being in our relationship. You know, like there are things that we just kind of naturally found together that I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know I really liked this or I wanted mm. this, or this is actually really nice. Like at the time it was just like, I don't know, someone who's nice, <laughs> fun to hang out with. And then it kind of like grew into something really great. Mm. So it, I think that's what's also extra hard is you're trying to, it's almost, <laughs> it's like asking a gourmet chef, to like make you a very specific dish that you think you're going to like a lot yeah. instead of like just telling them like, Oh, I have this food allergy. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I am vegan or something. And then letting them create something for you. And that's kind of leaving it up to chance. But then you can also discover something of like, Oh, I had no idea that I loved Brussels sprouts this much or yeah, something. Totally. I don't know. But like, you wouldn't necessarily know to ask for that. And so it's, it's hard because so much of it is just being open to just seeing how it works out and trying to learn something from it if it doesn't Mm -hmm. and i i think that's what frustrates me at the core of the show is it's just like we're shoving people together and just being like this is what you asked for like make it work and it's like well maybe that's not what they actually need (laughs) that's okay yeah yeah (laughs) and i i feel like that changes a lot depending on age too as well right Mm -hmm. like i feel like what what I would have written down on this hypothetical list would have been very different in my early 20s now that I'm in my later 20s old man status. But, um, <laughs> like, I feel like that would have been very different or, like, definitely different from what I would have written down as a teenager. I would have been, like, cute, likes soccer. I don't know. I'm just, just random stuff that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> and, like, yeah that changes as you grow and right right and it it makes sense that we don't know it because like it might be the true for us now and then five years from now i'm gonna be like oh my gosh i remember when i thought i wanted this i was so wrong i had no idea like you just you don't know just kind of have to be pliable and like just be willing to like self-analyze yourself to see i guess and 
and go from there. What it, this year hypothetical <laughs> list? What what things were on this list? I'm just uh, curious now. Me? Like early twenties? Yeah. Or who, who are you asking? Well, I was asking you, Ashley, but like, uh, oh, early twenties list. Just because I want to laugh. What what was on this list that? My early twenties mm-hmm. list. Um, I would say someone who like we have a similar sense of humor, where we could just have a good a lot time. Of puns. And yes, yes, probably a no. lot of puns. Ironically, and not so ironically, because I'm also like still into this now, but like someone who I could play volleyball with, which surprisingly you have shown up for. <laughs> like we play on a intramural volleyball team together and it's great. <laughs> like someone who I could like go do stuff with and they wouldn't be weird about mm-hmm. it. Um, what else? I don't know. I think I was a lot more judgmental like before about people and like how like I I, I considered like quote unquote party people to just mm-hmm. be like so annoying. <laughs> and so I don't think I would have gotten along with somebody who was a we party person have gotten along at the time, <laughs> which is why we wouldn't <laughs> have gotten along at the time. Bit. And it's probably better we met later <laughs> because <laughs> just very different. I was so judgmental about that before. Yeah. And I don't know, those are just a couple. That's oh, that's cool. fair. I, you could argue that one is mm. wasting their tuition and partying. My argument was that's why you go to college in the first place. <laughs> what like what else they're going to teach me that I don't really know? Oh lord! I mean, at the time, it's in school. I was in just such a like just competitive and exhausting program yeah. that I was just mm-hmm. I had no time for that. So I saw anybody who was like kind of partaking in the lifestyle as being kind of like wasting an opportunity, not realizing that not everyone had the same like insane workload that Didn't I did. Did you say you had like a suitcase in college, right? Or am I misremembering this? What? Or like you had like a, not a suitcase, like a briefcase that you'd sometimes use to go to classes. I had like a portfolio, uh, I, I don't know what to call okay. it, but it was like a really large um, like black bag that kind of you had to hold by the top mm. handles and that had like all of my de- design supplies for like all the different papers that we had to use and the mounting boards and the glues and the rulers and your exacto knives and like all of your supplies and so you had to lug that around everywhere uh, is that i don't know why we're talking about this oh i just that just feels like <laughs> very professional to me like you got like your little briefcase you're going off to class or like <laughs> I know, case. but in my head, this isn't fantastic. When you, when you told me this initially, that's exactly what I thought, though. Like it was like, oh, oh, you know what? <laughs> well, you've literally seen. I had this in our yeah, house for a while until yeah. our basement flooded. <laughs> like I saw like a Post Malone interview where he's like he used to like go to elementary school classes in a suit with a, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like I felt that's like, adorable. I good in my head, but everyone else thought I looked like. A- <laughs> Post these the best. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's him. hilarious. Uh-oh. That's awesome. Okay. That's awesome. Okay. What about <laughs> I love that. That's so great. I kind of wish I did that a little bit. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, that's a look. Uh, what about you? <laughs> um, no, early 20s. I had this weird thing, annoyingly, that I liked mystery and I thought of mystery it was it was not healthy it was not good um i i liked guys that even had like a little bit of um 
stuff to work on. Just like, I, and I don't want to call it like, trauma, but like, mm-hmm. just like, oh, I can help you. Like, let me. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm yelling mm-hmm. my younger self right now. I'll be like, what the heck? Come on. <laughs> you, you are not going to fix him. You are you not going to fix, fix him. But like, because it, it's funny because like, that was the one thing growing up to my parents, like, my, my, I shouldn't say only my parents. My, my the elders I consider my family, like the people who kind of taught me, like, hey, meet people where they are. Don't expect them to change. Don't go and fixing somebody. But me, I grew up with so much of like, oh, but I can help. And I'm like, no, no this one's different. God, I'm, I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the people alone. <laughs> I feel like to be fair though, like I get why people are into that because then you're like mm-hmm. i don't know like i everyone likes a good project right? it's like a puzzling like oh if i put this <laughs> thing together it's gonna look dope and like it's just yeah. like it's like as long as he like loves his mother oh, still he's like okay he's good to the people in his family i just gotta fix <laughs> all this other stuff and he's gonna be looking seriously <laughs> my my mom and i had this argument one time that i was like so my mom, very loving person, extremely like, like just good hearted, can really see good qualities. But we had this argument in particular that we are using our hand to say how differently sometimes we can approach a situation. And this is not to paint her in a bad light at all. But I was like, mom, you're so negative. You'll see four great things and you'll got to pick out the one negative And that's just ruins it for the rest of the picture. And she's like, yeah. But what, and like, again, larger context, this is not us like, targeting each other but larger context she was like yeah but when it comes to you looking at the person you'll see four (laughs) glaring things that are a problem and you see the one shining light and you think it's all okay (laughs) just literally describing half half glass empty or full (laughs) (laughs) this is maybe why you guys need each other (laughs) you need to meet each other in the middle make sure you're seeing everything as it is (laughs) okay so he killed four people but he looked really good but, doing it. Did you see him helping the dog? Great style. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh that's, my god. That's perfect. That's really, really good. Oh man. Shit. I well first yeah. of all, you guys were way smarter in your early twenties than I was because I feel like my yeah, what my was list, your list was just like hot. That's pretty much it. Uh, no, that's not true. Um, <laughs> Damn. We're getting real, real. real. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think that's, like, probably a requirement for everybody. It's, like, the idea you want them to be attractive to you, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you were just, like, human, female, attractive. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Human female. Why can't we have to specify human female here? Um, uh, okay, I'm trying to think. I think for me, at that point of my life, I had, I was like in, okay, so two things. I think the first thing that I really cared about back then was I had this fear, thanks to like certain things that I've, read and like there was this quote that um there's two things that kill a man money or women and like i like really believed in that i still kind of do but i think that like 
I was like afraid of like being really into somebody who was just gonna like fuck up my entire life. And I, I think that like led to me like just kind of like, like anytime I saw any red flag, I would be okay with it. But if I saw a red flag that seemed like that could be used against me, that would like, that would like tap me out. Like anytime I heard like exes or like people I was chatting with them, like if they talked really shitty about their ex, I'd be like, oh my God, like that's going to be me. And that used to like scare the crap out of me. Like it just, it, it just, it creeped me out a lot. Um, so there, I guess, I don't know if that's something I was looking for, but it was definitely something I was looking out for. And then the other thing was, and this is a very superficial thing, but just shortness, not my thing, like being like very short. I don't know what that even means. Like, I don't know what height is very short, but I just like remember thinking like, because a lot of my friends like tended to like girls that were like short and like, you know, all like the, when you think of short petite type stuff, but like that used to like concern me a little bit. And I don't know why I think my mom generally is like a, she's not like crazy tall, but I don't know. She's like what? Five, eight, maybe five, nine. And, um, like her whole side of the family is just tall people. And I think my dad's side of family is mostly tall with some people who are not tall at all. And it tended to be like the women in the family. And I just had a hard time with that. Like, it just felt like I, something in that was like, this isn't equal. This feels like I have to like protect you and like baby you because you're so small. And I now know like that, that means nothing. But at that point, that was definitely a thing that was like on a lookout for where it used to like, I just, I had a hard time with that. And it's just weird, dumb stuff that has nothing to do with anything, but definitely in my head at that point, I thought that was like, you're like, she's short. She cannot be trusted. (laughs) (laughs) That means. Oh no. Yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. It's interesting. Also a good project. I'm I'm with you on the project. A little, a part of me liked the project too. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I feel like it's something as young, like we're just so hopeful sometimes when we're young that we think it's still okay. Like it's not going to be that much work or it's okay. Or, or like, we're going to be the one to save them. And we're like, you're so Mm. naive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think on some level too, I always wanted somebody who I could like do business with. Dang, Ashley was way more than any of us. No, I don't think I even, like, had that, like, actual thought process. But, like, the guy who I dated in high school, at the time I had, like, a, like, little spirit shirt business where I would, like, hand paint spirit shirts and I sold them and everything. And, like, low-key, while we were dating, I was just really happy about it because he could do illustration. So we could do custom which means you can charge more. And also he knew other people in the mm. school. So we had like a bigger smart. network. And so I was like, look, I can You're do smart. the like typography stuff. I'll put your name really cool. He can do like an illustration of a dragon oh and like together dream team. True and I- <laughs> that is impressive. So you're looking for like a that business is. partner. That's what you 
kind of. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're out here looking for like. I try to diversify my skill set by outsourcing. I also get a boyfriend. Like it works out. You're looking for a Jay Z to your Beyonce. It's like, all right. But like, can he run title? Thank you. Can he run? Thank title? you. Oh, my oh fuck title. Interesting. <laughs> that is very very interesting. That's impressive. But I think there is something to that that I've always like been drawn to people who are entrepreneurial in some way. So it's not in retrospect, it's not surprising yeah. that I totally. fell for this guy right totally. here. <laughs> totally. Wow. Interesting. I love you for your other traits too, babe. Not just that you're I'm good fine at business. With that. <laughs> They're worse traits. Like it was like, oh God, <laughs> just a business partner. Never join corporate. Okay, I <laughs> She's like writing out the contract, like, all right, I'm going to need you to put in like way more hours to this business. This is not, <laughs> this is not happening. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Oh, okay. Other thing, this is going to sound weird, but like, um, I felt like back then my, like, I really, really cared about my friend group a lot and like mm -hmm. having someone who was cool with the friend group, I think really mattered to me back then. And I don't think, I don't like, it, not like now I think about it, like half of that friend group, I still am in contact with them, but they're not like in my life that much. So like to make that be the thing that you're judging someone that's going to be with you forever is kind of stupid in <laughs> when I think back to it. But that was definitely a thing where like, Anytime they're around the friends, you're like kind of gauging like, all right, how's this looking? All right. Everything is hanging out pretty cool. This seems like a good fit. Um, I don't know what that, I guess a good hang. I don't know. I guess that's what that would be considered. <laughs> but like, I don't know. like, you know, some people yeah. just don't get yeah. along with other people. Um, and that's mm -hmm. totally normal, but. That was definitely the... This is all like when we're still young, you know, even like we were joking about the business part, but it's like we're we're so young, we're trying to use these factors to say what's that going to mean long term is a good person or not, totally. whether that's business savvy or, or friendships, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. totally. ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think we learned though that Ashley, you're far more mature than all of us, apparently. Young <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> well, ironically... <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, oh, I made terrible choices in who I picked. Because I, I think and I just... Didn't. Yeah. Not yeah. me. There was a lot of times where <laughs> I, I liked the idea of being with someone more than actually being with someone. Oh. And so then I was in a lot of situations where like I really didn't want to be in the relationship and was kind of low-key pulling a Johnny and like trying to like make them break up with me or mm. <laughs> like make everyone else tell me like oh this is bad get out of there when like it was kind of fine but i just wasn't interested <laughs> which is i think why i didn't i don't know we could go into like ashley's history of dating and all the breakdowns another time <laughs> we can do like an unfiltered of ours to be like <laughs> <laughs> what have you learned from your long, long so i was having a business meeting with my partner and i just realized <laughs> He was late for our nine o'clock stand-up, and this was his third warning. So, what was I gonna do? Finding good help is hard. I'd already had HR talk to him. Who's the HR in this situation? AKA a sister, me or a with another hat on. Makes sense. Makes sense. Well, sorry, I interrupted. What did you say? I was gonna say HR was me with another hat on. <laughs> oh gosh. Whoops. That's, that's a. 
that's a, I, I admire the business one though. Like I feel like I should have thought that far ahead as a kiddo. I I don't know. think it was a conscious thing, really. It was just like, oh, I like this. I like that we could do this. Like together. I like legit had a mm-hmm. business in high in college. I feel like I should have considered that though. Like, hey, will she help me in this business? That never that never <laughs> connected. It was just like, nah. <laughs> that can be there. I got like friends. Just need one hot female. That's all. <laughs> all right, along with we gotta friends. wrap this up. We could we could riff on this forever. <laughs> I love this. Hey, there, there's all a right. whole world about like picking the right person to work with you in business. That's always fun. That's true. Yeah, mm. but you're right. We can't. That's like a whole other level of matchmaking. Like, all right. Well, we, as always, have ended up on a topic not really that related mm-hmm. to Married at First Sight. Sorry. <laughs> but if you're still here, thanks for hanging. Um, yeah, we'll catch you next time for the next couple of episodes. It sounds like we're getting pretty close to the end of the season, so we'll see where everything lands. Yeah. Um, as always, curious to see how like Decision Day and the reunion shake out with everyone. Mm. But we will see. So let us know your thoughts about the season and all of our random comments about it. Um, we're on Instagram at cup of three podcast, or you can email us cup of three podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah. And in the meantime, y'all have a good week or weekend and we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye.